Howdy, Mike and Bobby here. It's the Laptop Empires podcast coming into your earbuds as normal. Thanksgiving's uh, over, but it's kind of strange. Yeah, I'm mixing it up. You're mixing it up. I didn't mean to Yeah, because I so tried different. to do it the normal way and I just screwed up. And so <laughs> I just, I went another way. Thanks for interrupting my flow. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, if you're listening to this, it is the Monday after Thanksgiving. Hopefully your bellies are full. You got some naps. You watch some good football, and hopefully A&M beat the hell out of LSU because I'm going to be really <laughs> sad if they don't. Um, but anyway, today's episode, it's actually, we were planning to do this episode, and it's, it's quite perfect that we're doing it with me with no voice because I've had a cough for almost a week now, and my voice isn't back. I still don't feel 100%, but screw it. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, and if we were going to get a recording out, on Monday, we needed to record today. So, and by Monday, I mean today when you're listening to it. But anyway, so we had to do this. So we're powering forward with my not so sexy radio voice. And we're talking about the fear of creating shitty content and how it prevents people from getting started. And that's why it's perfect because we, we've avoided recording this week because we were afraid it was going to be too crappy. We finally got to a point where we're like, screw it. We got to get work done. And we got to put it out there. So we're going to bring you great content, even if my voice is all nasally and weird. Yeah. This, it, it is funny too, because like Coral and I stayed up very, very late last night hanging out with one of our good friends. So Mike was like, hey, we got to do this recording. I was not ready to go at all. But I mean, sometimes- He was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. I just <laughs> coffee. I haven't, yeah, I had I haven't had coffee. <laughs> What's funny about this, like I see this all the time with bloggers because- a lot of people start blogs through Millennial Money Man. And uh, one of the biggest questions I get is, you know, I'm, a, I'm afraid to write. I'm afraid to put out content. I'm afraid to like do this. Like there's all this fear around creating content and creating something that somebody's going to criticize. So I think this is a good, this is a good episode just to kind of dig into that. Like the fear behind creating content and like worrying if it's going to be too bad, but there are benefits to just putting stuff out there in the world. And so I think, right. I think this is good for us to talk about. And that's really a lot of the stuff that I've, that I've done with millennial money, man, especially in the early days, if you go back and read some of my early stuff. It sucks. <laughs> like it's, it's really right. bad, but it allowed me to get better at this and kind of, I don't know, perfect my craft in, in some you, way. You know? It allows you to find your voice yeah. and to become good at it. Like, you know, you are, I don't, I mean, I don't know where you're at these days, but at one point in time in your life, you were one of the top drummers in the world. Straight yeah. up, Not straight up. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you're not there anymore because you haven't practiced, but there was also a day in your life where you didn't know how to hold the damn sticks. That's true. Oh, wow. Right? You dig it deep into my story. I like it. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to practice and like, you've got to do things like that doesn't change with 
this world and the business world. Like you're going to suck at business at first, but hopefully you go do things and you listen to incredible resources like the Laptop Empire's podcast and you learn and you implement and you take action and you improve upon your mistakes and eventually you figure it out. And it's not that long. It doesn't take super long in the grand scheme of things. I've been in the online business world for about five years. You're heading into, you know, your fourth year, get coming up in your fourth year. Like that's not that long in the grand scheme of things, but we've done very well. We've got, you know, we've got friends. They've been doing this seven years or 10 years. And to a lot of people, you look at them and it's like, even us so far ahead, it's like, how'd you get there? It's time. It's consistent action over time. So sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta start. You've just gotta put things out there and just see what happens and figure it out as you go. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. You, you brought up the, the band thing. Cause if people don't know, like I used to be a band director and I used to, I used to do an activity called drum corps where you basically, it's like professional marching band. And I was very good. I was in the top 1% of 1% of snare drummers in, in the world probably. But one of the things that you learn, I can't remember which, uh, which one of my teachers taught me this, but you hear it a lot. If you're practicing something that sounds great, you're not practicing the right things. Right. Like, so if you're, if you're in the practice room and you're drumming or you're doing whatever, and you're doing something that sounds really cool, because a lot of people do that. I saw high school kids do that all the time. You know, a lot of people like they'll play something that sounds good because they want to feel good about what they're doing. But the people that do something that sounds bad and it sucks, they're getting better at their craft. And and a lot of it, it translates over directly to content creating because I mean, there are so many times where I'd write something with millennial money, man, and be like, okay, I don't like this. I don't think it's very good, but I'd put it out there anyways. And just doing that over time, you know, even if something wasn't perfect or whatever, like over time, I figured out like how to tell my message, how to tell the story, how to, how to sell, you know, all these different things. So you have to put that kind of content out there. You know, I feel like almost if you're a content creator now, if you're putting out really sterile, perfect stuff all the time, I feel like that's kind of a negative. You've got to take risks. You've got to try things out. You've got to change it up. You know, you just got to put it out there. But I think, I think I love that concept of you need to be doing things that make you uncomfortable and things that are new and trying them out, even if they're not going to go well. And I think you do a really good job of this. And like, even yesterday, you know, we were having a conversation on a Sunday afternoon and you're like, man, I really want to sit down and have me show you how to do this one thing. And it's not very complicated and it's not something that like you even need to know because it's kind of like in my wheelhouse and I can take care of it. But you're like, I just, it frustrates me that I don't know how to do this. And I want to be able to make the, some of these same judgment calls, you know, at least to a certain point and learn that and get to that level to kind of grow to the next level. And I've seen this so many times since we started working together, you're like, I want to learn this thing and I want to learn this thing. And I really appreciate that because I always tell people like I'm a compulsive researcher I love school because I like to study things. I even told you recently, I was like, I want to get these projects done because I need study in my life. I want to go take this course or that course and learn these things. And so I appreciate that you're like that too, because I think that's going to help us both. We're constantly learning, but at the same time, we never let it get in the way of us just taking action or doing the work or the things we need to do to grow. We always, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that they just take course after course after course and they learn all of those things and they never make any money. They never grow. They never do anything. And what's really important is like you learn a thing, you implement it. You yeah. learn the next thing, you implement it. You need to get really good at one thing before you do the next thing. But it all starts with that. You've got to implement it. You got to put it out there. If you're a blogger, 
or a creator of some kind, you know, YouTuber, starting a podcast, whatever, just put it out there. There's stuff that it's not going to be great. There's been times, man, one of my favorite episodes of this podcast has shitty audio. Yes. Super (laughs) shitty audio. It's the interview we did with Talit. It makes me cry, like want to cry, especially because in the episode we talk about, we're talking about YouTube and we talk about how important the audio is and how important the quality is or people are just going to tune out. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, the audio is so shit because we did it in a hotel and we jacked things up. We didn't, you know, we didn't know. And here we are talking about how important this quality is and it makes me cringe, but we had to just get it out there. But you know what we'll do is one day when we all have time. We'll have talent back and we'll redo the episode and we'll replace it. But for now it's out there. We're moving on to the next thing. It bothers me, but there's other things we got to do, you know, and we learn from it. Like we, the big thing we learned there is if you're going to record in a hotel, it doesn't matter if you have the nice equipment in the hotel, you better figure out whether it's working or not. Yeah, it's true. But in, in the other one too, the one of our most popular episodes is, and this is one I thought you were going to talk about, the one where your kids are in the room and it's like a the parenting like, podcast. That's like the last three episodes as well. Yeah, <laughs> I've been but, like I that. Mean, people people love that. Like we've we realized, you know, I remember when we were recording that one. What do you know? What episode number that is? Um, uh, uh, not off the top of my head. I think yeah, it's like um, first. Don't worry, I'll vamp. I'll vamp while you do it. But I remember when we recorded that one your son was scratching. I mean, he was doing this scratching sound on the microphone and I was like, he did it for a lot of the episode. And I, at that point I was like, and I didn't know. I didn't, what's I didn't real. I didn't realize it was making that sound. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I love this episode, but did we just waste like an hour of our time because Cooper was in the background. You're like turning around, like getting him to do stuff. Mason scratching on the microphone. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's episode so nine, how to raise your kids and grow your business at the same time. Yeah. Go listen to that one because it's it's funny how that one, I think, instantly made made you and kind of like by proxy me relatable to a ton of people that were like, right. I have to. This is what I do every day. Like you know, my kids are in the room. Like I've got to do all this stuff. And I think too many times, content creators, they everything is so sterile that it's like almost not real life. Like yeah have had to like shut their kids out of out of the room so they could record like a youtube video or whatever like mm-hmm. it's just funny and so i think we've really embraced not really caring about that kind of stuff and it's good though because it it brings in the right well, people to the brand yeah and people like it and if you don't whatever like <laughs> i'm not trying to please everyone it is what but, it is yeah. you know this happens so often where like i'm always like man i don't want to record with the baby in the room i don't want to do it and you're like dude it's okay. Like, let's do it. Let's roll. That's, it's okay. And you know, you're reminding me like every time we do that people message and they love it. And you know, so, but that's hard. Like, cause I, and I want things, you know, I want things to be perfect. Right. You know, you guys don't see behind the scenes, you know, it's kind of a joke. There's a lot of things in the business. I'm just like, whatever, somebody else do it, whatever, just get it done. But when it comes to the branding you know, and the image and, and how we portray ourselves, logos, design, the content. I want it to be perfect. That's super important to me, just like my personal reputation is super important to me. But at the same time, I've always kind of embraced this, just like, let's wing it, let's do it, let's put it out there. Because if the content's good, you're trying to be useful to the audience and you're just sharing your personality, it's going to be good. 
it's going to be better than if it's scripted and if it's robotic. And so early on and early on, it's going to suck. Like what you think is perfect now is not going to be perfect a year from now. And I love the speaking of talents episode, the the YouTube episode. He talked about that first episode he ever did. He was like, was it good? Nope. But it was the best we had and we put everything into it. We were using the best equipment we had, given the best knowledge we had and making it the best episode we could have. And you couldn't have told me that day that it wasn't the best I could do. Now, now, is it the best I could do? No. And that's, that's how it is. So all you have to do, put your best stuff out there, but don't let perfection and don't let this fear of people not liking it or whatever throw you off. Put it out there. And here's a little secret too, if you're just getting started. You don't have an audience yet, <laughs> so it's not that big a deal. There's only a few, you know, your mom's going to read it. She's going to love it because she's your mom. So don't worry, yeah. like, <laughs> just put it out there. It's true, but, you know, you never know. There have been so many times, God, I guess I've been, I, I don't even know how many blog posts I've written over the last three years, it's hundreds, but there, are, there have been so many times where I'll write something that I think is terrible, and it turns out to be the most popular post that I've written. It's actually mm-hmm. gotten to it's frustrating sometimes because all the ones that I write that are like, I feel like they're good. It's like, man, I really put my all into this. Like nobody cares about them. But the ones that I like just kind of like slap together, people are like, oh, that's freaking awesome. So you just never know. And the other thing too, there have been, like I said, I've written hundreds of blog posts. The ones that are like the top performers that make us mm-hmm. the most uh, with laptop and buyers and me with Millennial Money Man. Like, the, I mean, they're ones that I would have never thought would have done that. You know, right. they weren't. It's like highly scripted, perfectly optimized blog posts or anything like that. They were ones that were like from the heart and they just became very popular. And so those are the ones that a lot of times, like we talk about Facebook ads, the unicorn strategy that, that we teach in the Facebook ads for bloggers course is those are posts that were not my best ones that were, well, not what I didn't think they were the best ones when I wrote them, but they generate a ton of revenue right now. So you just never know. You have to kind of try things and throw things out there and see what works and what doesn't. And that's part of being a content creator. Yeah, it's, it's, guy, we use this analogy so much, but it's like baseball. You just have to go up and take your swings and know that if you get bat 300, you're doing good, you know? And at first you might bat 150, (laughs) you know, that's okay. Cause eventually you might be hitting 400 and it's going to be really good. You just got to put it out there. You're going to get better. Like lately, your stuff has been really good, I think, for like the last two months. I feel like you hit your stride, your emails especially, all hits, no misses. It's been on fire. I love getting your posts because I'm just like, man, he's on it right now. But that's three years, Yeah, you know? (laughs) It took a while to get there, you know? And not saying that you weren't hitting your stride before that and doing content, but I mean, just the whole from delivery of the email to end of the post, I'm just like, man nailed it Um, but it's been a long time it's been like a long journey to get there um and the email stuff too that man emails are a whole different animal i feel like sometimes and i'm big on this right now i feel like every blogger or content creator like you have to focus on your email marketing we've done several episodes on email marketing and i still i don't see enough bloggers like really taking that to heart because it's kind of like it's kind of an uncomfortable area like you feel like your blog posts are like the thing that you need to focus on but the email is probably just as, if not more important now in, in my mind at this point. But the thing about an email is like, once you put that thing out there, there's no editing it. There's no getting that thing back. You type up the email and you hit send and it just, it's just out there. But on the flip it. side, it's out there and then it's gone. That's A blog great. post, it's out there and it stays there. You can always change it, but an email's out there and gone. Yeah. So email's actually very forgiving. 
And one of the reasons that I love email, that I encourage content creators to email more frequently, especially writers and like bloggers, is because email gives you the opportunity to practice your craft in a safe environment. It allows you to take some risks, to try some things out, to see how they work, to inject just a little bit more personality into your writing. And if it flops, who cares? Because you can email again the next day and it disappears. It's not staying out there forever. Like email always, it doesn't stress me out as much as you Like I used to be really stressed out. And during our launches, when we do launches and I send out the emails, like I read over them probably 10 to 15 times per email. Like right. It's a big, like, and it's, it's probably- As much as I normally stress out about stuff, that's one of the things I don't. And yeah. it's probably the reason why- <laughs> You asked me to send that one email during the last launch and it was like email number six, Saturday morning. <laughs> I forgot to put the subject, subject line in. Line. Yeah. It, um, but people, you know, but it also gave you an opportunity. It was a total mistake, but it gave you an opportunity. Yeah. And people but, thought it was funny, but what I love about it is like now, if you're stressing about email, I'm like, dude, you can't do worse than what I did. <laughs> well, like, yeah, the other, oh God, what was it like two weeks ago? Chris Orzakowski, our copywriter, wanted to do a little survey thing of my email list, of, of my blogging list to see like what people knew about email marketing, what they didn't know. So I sent this email out and it was like, it was like something along the lines of like, hey, you've probably noticed that my emails have gotten way better lately. And you know, what would you like to, like, I'm putting together a course on email marketing. What would you like to learn? I think it was like within the first three words, there was a horrific typo. <laughs> like, hey, let me teach you everything about email marketing. But it was like this really typo. And I remember sending it out and then I read it after I sent it, hit the send button. And I was just like, well, oh, well, like, and nobody said anything about it. Nobody was like, hey, you're an idiot. I don't want to learn anything from you. Right. Everybody was fine with it. You know, it's, and so you just kind of learn over time. Like people just don't care as much as you think they're going to care. You might get roasted every once in a while, but not very often, I feel like. Right. You know? Yeah. And this is a good moment to say you should really get on the lot. You should subscribe and get on a laptop empire's email list because we are working with Chris on some really incredible email marketing content for bloggers. So if you want to know from a pro who's done a million dollars in a 24 hour launch at one point and has just generated a ton of revenue for people yeah. smaller than us to people way bigger than us. You're going to want to get on that and we'll, we'll share more details. We're still fleshing it out. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do, but we just want to put more email marketing content together for y'all because it's something that you as listeners have really come in and said, Hey, we enjoy this stuff. We want more of it. Yeah. So I want to talk really quickly about this fear of creating shitty content like topic and just kind of share a personal experience because I've dealt with it now. Like, you know, with this YouTube channel, it has been something that I've struggled with, which is surprising to me because in my first business, I did a daily vlog where I would just pull my phone out and I would talk for three to five minutes on a topic and I would post it, you know, I would just publish it. And I did it every day, Monday to Friday. And then even like last week, I spent four hours delivering live webinar training, you know, in various groups on Facebook, video, teaching things. And so I do a lot of video. I've got a lot of experience with video. And for some reason, this whole YouTube thing has been a real challenge for me because it's different, right? And because I'm trying to deliver it in a specific time frame and be on a specific topic. And I want 
the video quality to be good. I don't want to ramble, but I also want it to be a little bit conversational the way this podcast is. And it's this huge balance between not being overly scripted and having that personality, but it not just being totally off, off the wall. And just because it's such a new experience for me, I'm not as good at it, like straight up. Now, I think the content's good, but it's taking me longer to produce that content than I figured it would. And I've gone through a lot of iterations too of like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to do it from my phone? Am I going to be talking, you know, facing into a camera? Am I going to be behind a mic? Am I going to have people come on and interview them? Like I've kind of gone through different things to figure out where am I most comfortable? Where do I feel like I'm bringing it the most? And that's going to be, it's going, it's going to come out. It's just now it's a matter. I'm trying to get a backlog of content. That way I don't get stuck in a position where I, I'm pressed to record. But even if you've been doing this for a while, you know, even to somebody that has done video for years now, like I still experience this. So it's if you're trying to write or do a video or do a podcast and you don't feel super comfortable from day one, it's okay. That's part of it. The trick is have a plan, know what it's going to be about, and then just do the damn thing and just put it out there and then focus on the next one. I think I'm going to mention Tal again because I was listening to his episode recently because I wanted to absorb that knowledge again. And one of the things he said was, when you're starting out, you have to ignore the numbers. He goes, if you pay attention to those metrics, you're going to get in your own head, you're going to struggle, and it's never going to grow as fast as you want. And so what you got to do is you have to focus on the habit of creating the content and producing on that consistent schedule and be happy with the fact that if you have one person that watches your video or one person that reads your article, that you help that one person. And if you go into it saying, I'm just going to develop this habit and try and help one person, then, and you keep your focus on that, on creating that habit, then you're going to do well and you're going to get better over time. Right. But if you're trying to create that perfect thing that's going to go viral, it's never going to happen anyway. Right. <laughs> and then you're going to be very disappointed. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to fall off the wagon. Yeah. I remember early on, you know, I was always trying to create the, you know, the viral content or whatever. And I mean, stuff, you know, some stuff takes off and some doesn't. But I think, you know, we all have seen like those mega viral videos and stuff like that. And the chances, I don't, I don't know what the probabilities are, but the chances are very low that something like that is going to happen. Most online businesses are built through generating a little bit of traffic here, a little bit of traffic here, figuring out one that works, you know, kind of figuring out what, what works for you and what doesn't. And that's something that over time with Millennial Money Man, like I used to feel like I needed to create content and like be this huge money expert because I had people tell me like, oh, you should be the next Dave Ramsey and all this different stuff. And, uh, I just kind of realized over time, like, that's not one, that's not really what I want to do. But two, like my lane is not necessarily just that. I don't give a ton of investing advice. Like I'm very careful about what I put on Millennial Money Man, but that's all stuff that I figured out over time. It took right. hundred pieces of content to figure out, okay, okay. When I write about student loans, people really enjoy that kind of content. When I write about online business, people like that. And when I just write about like life stuff, you know, like people really like that kind of content. And I've been able to kind of niche down, niche, niche, whichever one people call it. But I've been able to, to focus down on the things that really matter. But that's only by putting out stuff that you're not comfortable with for a long time. So it's important. You, you really have to put yourself in that weird, like uncomfortable zone of putting stuff out that you're not comfortable with. It's a big deal. Yeah. And I think you hit on something there about what are you going to write about? What are you going to be known for? What are you going to create content on? This is something that I've gotten sucked into with the YouTube channel 
where just my experience in business and, and what I've done, like I have a very broad skill set where I can talk about a dozen different things. And so we've had conversations and I've constantly thought about what is the YouTube channel going to be about? Like, what are we going to focus? What am I going to talk about? Am I going to focus on these couple of items? Am I going to focus on everything? Am I going to focus on one thing? You know, and that that's a tough decision. And what I, what I ended up kind of deciding and kind of what I recommend for people is you go out there and you just, you share the things that you think are going to be useful and that you have knowledge on and you just put it out there and don't limit yourself, right? Like you probably don't want to be talking about tacos if you're a personal finance blog. But like for us with it being a laptop empires, like this YouTube channel being about building online businesses, I can talk about the full spectrum of the things that I've done and the things, the knowledge that you bring and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. And maybe it gets to where eventually there's more narrow focus of what that channel is about, but I don't have to figure that out right this minute. Right. And if you start thinking about, I was thinking about the YouTube version of SEO, you know, and if you're thinking about SEO for your blog, you start going, what do I want the blog to be known for and to get traffic for? Well, don't stress over that early on. Just make a big list of the things that you can talk on that you think are going to be good and start going cranking through that list. And if you do that, you're going to settle in to that area. You know, you're going to find those things, um, but it might take a while to get there. I feel like, for example, with this podcast, I think we have really talked a lot about freelancing, blogging, and email marketing. Certain, you know, like we're talking about these things quite a bit, but we also really talk about like peeling the curtain back, yeah. work-life balance, what it's like working with kids, what's like working from home, some of these types of things, like the real talk behind the scenes stuff, you know, and I think when you really, when you look at all of that content, it makes sense if we talk about freelancing because we've done that. It makes sense we talk about blogging with you being a blogger. And the real life stuff I think is going to be a common thread. But as far as like what the content for this podcast is going to be long-term, I don't know. I mean, do you know? Like no. it's, we're still <laughs> figuring that out. We're just like, we're getting ideas and we're putting them out there. And I'm sure it will become more refined eventually. But right now it's kind of, we're trying to test different things out and see what people respond to and what we like and, and all of that and, and really just making it an organic process. And I think that's really what you have to do as a content creator. And you can't let either the fear of the content sucking or the fear of not knowing what you're going to be yeah. hold you back. And I think those are the two big, big things, at least that I've experienced. And I know a lot of my clients have. Yeah. Well, and it's, I feel like people, you know, it's funny. I look back on my blogging journey and I feel like people they think like, oh, I'm going to do this thing and just make it. Like if I can just write this kind of content, then I'll make it and be like, have a lot of followers or whatever. But the thing right. is, it happens so slowly. I remember sitting around and waiting for a single email to come in a couple of years ago from a reader. And now I have somebody that literally like one of the big parts of Mel's job is just to filter my emails because I get so many, but that didn't happen overnight. Like there wasn't one special piece of content that I created that like made that all happen. It's, it was all building on every piece of content kind of built on each other on the other one. And it's just slowly like your business slowly grows. So even though you look at like laptop empires and what we've done this year, it's been you know pretty incredible in a short period of time. And then millennial money man as well. And your agency, like those it's like little wins every day. So you have yeah. to you have things out there and try things to get this stuff figured out. And it's not just like, you're not just going to make it <laughs> one yeah. day. Like it's, it, you look back and then you go, holy crap, yeah. you know, a hundred emails a day now. And it, you know, I don't remember when that started happening. Cause it was, you know, it used to be like 10, 15, 20 and it just grew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, 
I want to be really clear about something too. I was was on Jessica Lorimer, who's our favorite sales buddy, was on her podcast last week. It actually, it published uh, this past Friday. And we were really, we were talking about, you know, kind of like what it takes to make it and that kind of stuff. And, you know, she was talking about laptop empires. Like we put this thing together and it was like an overnight explosion, quite literally. And we've grown it so much in the first year. But the secret to that is that laptop empires was not an overnight success right? It appears to be an overnight success because we went from zero to a hundred quite literally over a weekend. But there were years of you building your blog and years of me working with clients and building the agency that allowed it to be an overnight success. And if either one of us had tried to do it alone, it would not have been an overnight success and it would not be as big as it is today. It took both of our years of hard work and combined experience coming together to make it happen. And so everybody that I know that's had an overnight success moment, there were years and years of things happening leading up to that. You know, I, I heard recently with stand-up comics, they say there's 10 years of you performing on stage before you make it. Like that's the average. And so when wow. you see somebody who all of a sudden is just all over the place and they're getting TV specials and they're in movies and like that kind of stuff, there's 10 years of them being on the stage, touring to little crowds, refining their craft before they got to that point. And with online business, I don't think it's that long. It doesn't take 10 years, but it might take a year, two years, three years, and it grows and it, it does over time. You look at everybody that we know that's doing well, it took a lot of time. So is there anything that you want to kind of end this on as we wrap any other nuggets of wisdom you want to share? I mean, no, I mean, just, well, I said no. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, just put stuff out there. I mean, like, don't, don't be worried about what people are going to say. Don't be worried about what people are going to think about your content, whatever. Like the reason that I think that Millennial Money Man has been successful is because a lot of times, like I wasn't reading other blog posts. I wasn't like studying other bloggers all the time to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I was just putting my stuff out into the world. And I think, you know, in 2018 and 2019, the people that are really going to quote unquote win with content are the ones that are going to produce stuff that's real and, yep. and not copying other people's stuff. And just, you know, so just sit down. Like if you're a blogger, sit down, write something and put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you're a YouTuber, if you're a podcaster, like just put some stuff out there. And you're probably going to see more success with that than if you are using like some super formulaic approach to getting your message out there. For sure. One thing that you mentioned and it kind of triggered something for me was you said you didn't pay attention to what other people were doing. Something that I've seen, especially a lot in the fitness blogging industry, and so I don't know if this is in personal finance as well, but fitness bloggers and, and content creators tend to spend more time creating stuff for other fitness bloggers than oh, they do for their audience. And so they're writing something that is more to impress and get on the top articles or top podcast like list mm -hmm. from somebody yeah. else. And that misses the whole point. Yeah. Write useful content that is useful for the person that you want to work with you. If you do that, you're going to be way more successful. If you do what a lot of people do and you write to please your peers or impress them, your business will never be a business because your tires will constantly be turning and you'll never get anywhere because you're trying to appeal to the wrong audience. Yeah, man, that's so true. And that's something in in the blogging course that I did, like that's one of the big things I talk about because especially when you're starting out, the only people that are going to respond to your articles 
or comment in the comment section typically are going to be other bloggers, right? Because they're either, they don't, you know, they're trying to get backlinks, which doesn't even work like that anymore, but that you see that a lot from newer bloggers, like, oh, I'm going to try to get a backlink by commenting, or they're just trying to get their, some traffic from your blog. But that's something that happens a lot. I see this in new bloggers all the time where they're just writing stuff and they're trying to get other bloggers to comment or other bloggers to notice them or feature them. And then like, the reality is if you're looking at the numbers game, there's a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of bloggers out there. And there's way like millions more readers, <laughs> like people that are, that are actually interested in your content. So that's a great point. So definitely don't focus on other content creators because that's, you're going to limit your growth that way. And on that, we're going to go ahead and end the episode. So please, please, please just get your content out there. Just put it out in the world. Just do you put your weirdness out there. Let your content be out there and then take a moment, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you don't miss an episode. Tell your friends about it and make sure you get onto the Laptop Empire's email list and that you subscribe to that as well, especially with some of the new things that we're going to be have coming out toward the end of this year in early 2019. You're not going to want to miss anything. You're not going to want to miss some of the stuff we have coming out for bloggers, stuff we have coming out about email marketing. We aren't putting out any new courses or anything at the moment, but we are going to have some just great free content for y'all. And the way you're going to hear about it is by being on our email list. So have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. Yeah.